turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson alongside my co-host, Brian Fromm, and we are thrilled to be joined by Emily Smith. She's the author of The Science of the Good Samaritan. She's also known as the friendly neighbor, Epit... Okay, you're going to say the word for me, Emily. Epidemiologist (laughs) on social media. I knew it. As soon as I asked you, I'm like, here it comes. Epidemiologist on social media. We love that you are with us today. Uh, Emily, tell us a little bit about what it means that you're writing on the science of the Good Samaritan. Yes, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. You know, epidemiology is seven syllables, so if you want to throw it in, <laughs> that's a it's kind of great. I love it. So this, yeah, the science of the Good Samaritan. I, you know, I grew up in the church. I'm now married to a pastor, but I'm mm. also a PhD scientist. And epidemiology, if you want the technical jeopardy. Um, definition, it's the distribution and determinants of disease. But to me, it's, you know, it's quantifying those who are at risk and then choosing not to walk by. Mm. And I remember being in my first class of Epi and thinking, oh, gosh, like from a faith perspective, what I can do with data is just that, quantifying the needs, which are always on the margins, and then being a good neighbor and not walking by. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And Emily, uh, flesh that out a little bit more first. What does it look like to be that kind of neighbor? Uh, what might be some tangible examples of how we neighbor well, like the Good Samaritan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I love that question because I, the book has a couple of practical tips, especially for moms just like me with, you know, how to raise kids to be good neighbors. But most of it is around how do we get our heart to be like this good Samaritan Mm because something made him stop because the other two that walked by in the story didn't. Mm. And so how do we just, you know, it's as natural as breathing. And that, that takes a lot of inner heart work and understanding some history, understanding data from my standpoint, hopefully Mm. making it (laughs) (laughs) non-boring. Really. And, you know, a way to, to think about that is maybe, who have we othered even unintentionally? And mm-hmm. I think when we hear stories of history um, or understand the world through the lens of the Good Samaritan or really through Jesus, it, it makes us see reality for what it is. And sometimes, you know, especially in the American church, it can challenge some of those thoughts. So practically, sometimes it's just listening and hearing people's stories so that yeah. we're, we don't walk by anymore. It's mm, so good. And it, let me ask the question that the Bible asks, who is my neighbor? I know you try to redefine our concept of neighbor in the book. Can you unpack that for us? Yeah, you know, I grew up with this story, and then, but I missed the part that in the parable, or in this story, there are two questions asked. And the first one is asked by that man to Jesus, of who is my neighbor? Mm. And we don't know the voice inflection or if it's a gotcha type question, yeah. but... 
to me, it feels like that's a, a question of what is enough to be enough? You know, how much do I tithe? Yeah, wow. Is giving to the food pantry at Thanksgiving fine? And, it's, you know, being Jesus, he doesn't really answer the question. He either tells a story or asks another question. Yeah. And he does both in this. He tells the story of the Good Samaritan, and then he looks back at the man and says, now, who was the neighbor? Mm. And so we go from being a person of just doing to person of being. It's just who we are yeah. is just being a neighbor. Wow. So as an epidemiologist, I'm sure your life has been consumed by a little thing we've called COVID the last couple of years. Uh, how does that play in? How is COVID, in your opinion, I'm sure you've got a lot better perspective on it than the rest of us who watched it happen. But I can't imagine being married to a pastor and what COVID did to churches and you're an epidemiologist. Yeah. So hey, I'm, I'm just curious what the last couple of years have been like for you. But then how can the church, how can we as Christians be good neighbors in a situation like that? For sure. That's a great question. And I started the Friendly Neighbor Epidemiologist page to do just that, to try mm-hmm. to help people. At the beginning of the pandemic, I mean, I, I was thinking this is my time to <laughs> step in the lane and really just help because yeah. I can. I mean, it was scary. I want to, I mean, sometimes we forget how scary it yeah. was. And, you know, what does flatten the curve mean? Should we buy a billion rolls of toilet paper? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But then it's a, I named it Friendly because I'm too chatty at times, but the neighbor because <laughs> of this concept that something like COVID was going to take us to neighbor each other well. And as a, a Christian and a pastor's wife, I thought, God, this is our time to just step in and shine. Yeah. Um, and so it was really to help churches navigate how to do just that, you know, how masking can actually be a sign of faith, mm-hmm. um, how taking care of our neighbors and and so I saw, you know, I saw that in some really rough um, patches as well, where, you know, we had some threats against us, even at our house from from church people. And, you know, I talk about that a little bit in the book, but it's certainly not a COVID book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the book was a bit in response to people saying, oh, I've never seen systemic racism or structural violence, or I've never heard these words coming from some of my friends, and they wanted to not walk by, essentially. Mm. So the book is largely, how do we live now? Mm. Well, it's so good, Emily. And with that in mind, we've been talking to Emily Smith about her new book, The Science of the Good Samaritan. All right. So let's talk about neighboring like the Good Samaritan. What does that look like to notice those on the, you know, proverbial roads? Yeah. Well, uh, as a scientist, it's looking at the data for sure. But for just normal, everyday people, it's noticing the times where we might be able to help. And so to give you an example, if you're at the Thanksgiving, we'll go to Thanksgiving again, mm-hmm. yeah, because we're about to hit yeah, there. Yeah, that's great. It's perfect. If you, yeah. If you hear some words that just sound othering or, or bigoted or whatever you want to say, how do, you re- how do you respond in a way that is challenging but not threatening, mm. um, which is what the book tries to do in such a friendly way, but also looking at something like systemic, like redlining, yeah. you know, that happened before many of our lifetimes where some of the black neighborhoods were um, not given mortgage loans and you yeah. follow to modern day and they're much, much lower in home equity. Yep than in white neighborhoods. And so that matters in even generational wealth building. Yeah. You can talk about climate change and um, and even low-income countries. You know, I work in great countries like 
Somaliland and Burundi, and mm. it's understanding the history of a place and the people that live within system and structures that are not their fault. Yeah. And I I think that helps us neighbor well because we don't we don't um other anymore. We recognize the sacred in the others actually. Mm. And Emily, as we let you go, I, I'm curious uh, what's next for you? Like, how do you, obviously you're an epidemiologist, but you've written this book. You've got this great following online. Is this kind of your calling? Let's help people figure out how to neighbor well and kind of see the church do this well. I would, I don't know. I mean, we would be, I'm a professor at Duke and I just love my students and my day job, you know, in these great countries I just talked about. Yeah, that's so amazing. I, I love being there and helping, you know, see what this new generation is is coming to do to make our world a better place. Mm, oh, that's, that's great. Cool. Emily, where can our listeners find and follow you and where can they grab a copy of The Science of the Good Samaritan? The book is anywhere you love to buy books. I read the audio book that oh, fun. It, it hear me laugh and tear up way too much. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and then I'm the friendly neighbor epidemiologist on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And I also have a sub stack for uh, under the same name, just for some longer form reflections that I have. Oh, perfect. Emily, thanks so much for being thanks, here with Emily. us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.